Network. Hello, folks, and welcome to our very first episode of the Videotainment Network. Uh, I am Deadman, and with me, as always, is, is other DJ. DJ. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the VT Network, uh, where two old nerds uh, or two nerds talk about nerd stuff. Um, we do nerdy things. And do nerd- and nerds a lot. And it <laughs> drop the N-word a lot. Um, I, know you're, I know you're asking yourself, what exactly qualifies these two assholes to talk on? Pretty much anything. Uh, me and DJ together combined have been doing uh, reviews and YouTube videos about video games for close to 10 years or about over, I think, over 10 years now. Right. Absolutely. And if anything else, the reason why we're qualified to talk about this is because I eat my spinach, unlike most of you beautiful people. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I eat my spinach. You got a problem with that? Yes. Because you don't eat spinach. Shut up. They didn't know that. Well, now they know. Well, Anyways. <laughs> uh, wow. Just barely started. Why are you dissing me in front of them? Huh? What's up with that? It's it's part it's part of the job. Um, Jesse, um, I'm sorry, DJ and I are both writers. Uh, we're both we're both creators. Uh, we both have a little bit of knowledge about the subject of creating, writing, uh, putting words on paper. So we have uh, we have a little bit of a toe uh, dipped into this pool of creating stuff. So. While we're not uh, exactly classically trained or experts or anything else like that, we do have at least our own personal experience and our own, uh, I guess I would say standards, would you say? Absolutely. After all, with age comes wisdom as well as creaky bones. You're really in cartoon mode right now, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Anyways, uh, since we're mostly uh, video game nerds, we're going to go ahead and open up this entire thing with our first segment, which is uh, video game news. And we're going to talk about uh, our old friend, Pro Jared. Um, many of you don't know him uh, or what's going on, but uh, DJ and I have been actually have actually known this cat for, well, well, almost a decade now, huh? Yes, I remember watching him way back. He was in Screw Attack. He was funny. I liked him. He had like a down to earth type of uh, aura about him. You know, it instantly drew me to him. I mean, I love I love his work. Hey, it was a he's, he's a decent looking cat. I don't know. Like he's a he was he's funny. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't pretend to be uh, anything he's not. But recently. Uh, Pro Jared was also one of the founders of John Tron's uh, former Nor- studios. Yeah, Normal Boots, the uh, the website. Right. Is, is it a studio or a website? Uh, I believe it's a website. Just well, a bunch of uh, people collaborating to, you know, give their own spin on video game entertainment on the stuff. Okay. Well, John Jafari, uh, otherwise known as John Tron, was recently kicked out of Normal Boots to some uh, uh, racist stuff, he said. And it, was, it wasn't so much racist so much as it was just dumb. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't really say recently, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a while ago, but it was pretty douchey. But like I said, I mean, I, I tried to steer clear of that whole thing. I mean, despite everything else, he's still very entertaining. Yeah, like, don't get us wrong. He's still hilarious. Like, we still enjoy his content. But, you know, he said some dumb stuff. We all we all say dumb stuff. I say it on a daily basis. Uh, but 
pro Jared uh, kind of went on the balcony and was just virtual virtue signaling how much of a good person he was because he stopped being friends uh, with with John Tron because of what he had said. And now pro Jared has been caught not only cheating on his own wife, but cheating with the wife of another friend of his. So uh, it looks like all that posturing was all for naught, huh? You know, so all those people you least suspect. I honestly did not expect it. I mean, it blew me away. I mean, when you hear of all his exploits, like how he was like a, you know, a defender for the little guy, he was honestly almost anyone you would talk to this guy, they would say how much, how cool he was and how uh, it was just great getting along with him. And then that dropped. And man, this literally was like, I think the number one thing on Twitter for a couple of days. For like three days, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure it was number one, but it was definitely in the top ten list. And like this really shocked people. It's easy to understand why. This guy was just, you know, is probably still is. I don't know, but, you know, so cool. Yeah, he was supposed to be one of us. Even though he had money, even though he had uh, YouTube fame, he was supposed to be one of us. And now he's just another douchebag. And what's really funny is that I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I was listening to one that was actually talking about this. And he said, uh, I've seen Pro Jared's dick before I ever saw his face. Because apparently not only did uh, Pro Jared's nudes leak, but uh, so did a whole bunch of information with them. Like the idea that he might have been uh, sexting. Uh, underage girls, and we don't we don't want to make accusations. This is just what's been put out there. Yes, exactly. Don't want to uh, you know jump the gun. I mean, supposedly I think it was supposed to be like uh, at least there's, there's like a thing that happens on the net. Like I guess like reverse body shaming. People that send like pics of themselves to other people. I don't know. Isn't a, isn't Onision known for that? Yeah, like I say, I, I don't not really feel familiar with the details. I don't really uh, go into that, but I think that's, I guess, the general uh, thing about it is like supposed to like you know make you feel better about yourself, something like that. I mean, like I said, I'm just you know shooting in the dark here. Uh, how many more uh, famous YouTubers can we name drop to try to get her name out there, huh? <laughs> Billy's pretty. Um, let's <laughs> golly. But anyways, um, I, I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of sad to see somebody that I thought was so cool uh, kind of go down like this. And um, I don't know about what about you, DJ? Uh, I'm still hoping to get the full story. I mean, as far as I know that uh, his side hasn't really made a statement or anything like that. Right. But uh, I really want to try and get like all the argument because this this is pretty big for especially fans, you know, fans of Pro Jared and people who follow, you know, this type of thing. This is really big. Yeah. And, and I always learn to judge slowly. So in the future, perhaps we'll have more answers. We'll find out what's going on more. But as far as it now, it does not look good for Pro Jared. On on a final note, I will say that Pro Jared cos, uh, cosplaying as one of the one of the sailor scouts was actually pretty damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your word for that. Oh, oh no! Just just go on Twitter and just type in Pro Jared. It'll pop up. I'm sure it will. I'd hit it. And maybe I will check that out. <laughs> In other words, he did it too. All right, so moving on. 
Um, Xbox and Sony have finally put away all their hurtful words and all their other little jabs at each other to actually come together to start forming an online community. Uh, we have this official announcement. Uh, um, I think it was uh, what a few, two, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Either way, it's a, it's made really big news for a lot of reasons. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this might actually be leading to a monopoly, or um, this is this is bad for the consumer. Um, what do you think? Uh, I won't say monopoly because one of the words, perhaps you could say rumors, that this is coming about is because I believe. Uh, Google, I believe, is going to try to get into the uh, video gaming market proper. I'm not quite sure if Apple is going to be like that, like making consoles and AAA gaming and all that stuff. I'm, but, I, I do that. You know, but yeah, I mean, the word around is that Google is going to do that. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those, you know, we're supposed to fight each other. You know, now, like, we're having, like, outside sources coming in trying to uh, claim our territory. So I guess it's like one of those enemy of my enemy you know let's collapse so we can get rid of the outsiders and then we can go back to f- fighting each other perhaps that is of uh, course the rumors are true yeah no, no, nobody kicks my little my, nobody kicks my little brother's ass but me yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> what uh please ignore that folks he's uh he's delirious i'm hung over I, I don't think i don't think i've ever done a podcast where i'm not hung over um Anyways. Thank you. Thank you for that information. I so needed to know that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, but anyways, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think this is I think this is a good thing. Um, but I also I'm also looking at this long term repercussions. Like, uh, does this mean that any time a, a competing market or a competing name enters the game uh, that these these conglomerates are going to just gel together? And go after them. You know what I mean? Like, is this what is this going to set a precedent, or is this gonna, or is this going to be like uh, instead of looked at like uh, a peaceful thing? Is it like, uh, is, is this going to start more civil wars or another console war? You know what I mean? Like, where where is this going? Is actually my biggest concern. Well, the thing is, is that the console wars, ever since they've been, always been a competing competitor for one console, there's always been a console war. The only reason it's been more prevalent is because we have the internet. You know, people can get their information literally like that. Uh, it's nudes. Exactly. As far as uh, what will happen with collaborations with that, this could lead to something bigger, but it could just stay the way it is. I mean, we had this... Uh, you know, we had like similar situations where you know companies were like you know you know pulled together, even though they're supposed to be competing. You know, it's it's a weird gray area. You know, that's why we had you know the trust buster, pretty much uh, breaking up Standard Oil and uh, right, you know, and such like that. So it's possible this could lead to like maybe not monopoly, but perhaps something more. But it's literally in its infancy stage right now, so we'll have to wait and see what the future holds. Or do you, or do you think maybe this is this is going to set the uh, this is going to be like the peace treaty that begins every? Do you think this is the olive branch that's going to start uniting everybody? It's like like do you think maybe that's a possibility? Possibility. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, this could be what is needed to actually uh, bring everyone together. I've talked to several people throughout the years that just 
wish that everything was like on one platform, but you know, this means we don't have that. But but more collaboration, you know, would be great. I mean, like for example. I mean, if uh, like take like Call of Duty Four and World at War back in the day, you know, you play on the uh, you and I play that online now, on the Xbox. It was you know like the community was like you know really challenging. It's like you know people do their yeah. stuff, and we also played the PlayStation version, and our online experience was like. Well, yeah, we were go- we were gods stepping on the field. Pretty much. Now, you know, imagine like all that came together, like you know, have just one big uh, Call of Duty community, you know, facing each other. You know, especially back in the day, you know, I can imagine it being like an all around experience because it got to the point, at least with my personal experience with the PlayStation Three, that I didn't want to play the PlayStation Three anymore because I thought it was too easy. I was starting to feel sorry for these people. I mean, and uh, that actually that actually brings me to my next point. Uh, when we consider um, when we consider you know Sony's online uh, gaming community, the online community itself is rather it's rather weak. Like they 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 have uh, PSN for free, but then if you want anything anywhere close to any kind of decent bandwidth, you have to have PlayStation Plus. But one of their biggest selling points is, hey, free PSN, free PSN. You know, play with your friends for free. Yeah, back in the PS3 area. So my my question about this is, um, could this also be a way for Xbox to uh, start uh, leeching some of these PlayStation exclusives in exchange for the support uh regarding the online systems because we had we like the like sony has been killing it for the last i don't know 10 years on yeah. the single player games but yeah, they- their online community is just not good and it, and it's just and it's the complete opposite for that for microsoft their their single player games have been lacking like the best we can the best we can hold up is like fucking assassin's creed and the only that's, like cross platform right there, yeah, and it's just it's just not good for Xbox. So, do you think maybe like Xbox did this? Like, I I like 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 they're holding a chunk of the uh, industry hostage. Like, you're gonna you're gonna have access to my you know sixty million. Uh, uh, player base but i want some of those fucking exclusives like like, what do you think uh honestly i don't think it'll go that far because sony is really really tight with their exclusives and rightfully so it is theirs the uh the only way i see that it could get that far perhaps is if you know sony you know uh became you know, less of a prominent force this next gen because, you know, you know, before, you know, it was with 360 and the PS3 were pretty much running rampant. It was the Xbox that was the king. I mean, you know, that's not, uh, and people were Nintendo fans. Look, I know, okay, the Wii won, we get it. But we're talking about just strictly Xbox and Sony here. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> the, the Wii won by technicality. It didn't just, exactly, it didn't perhaps, exactly beat out anybody. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, technicality, you know, as a business, you make money, and God dang, the Wii sold like hotcakes. But anyway, but, but yeah, we're talking about Xbox and PlayStation. But anyway, but it was back in the day when Sony wanted to, uh, 
you know, collaborate with Xbox a bit. And Xbox, you know, in their infinite arrogance at the time, was like, you know, we don't need you. We're, you know, we're the top dog right now. And now we have this current generation where it's the reverse, where Sony's the top dog. And Xbox, like, you know, how about we collaborate? And, and, and Sony, for the longest time, was like, we don't need you. You know, we're, we're back on top. So now... We're in this. We're at this part where now they're actually going to be collaborating because, you know, like I said, you know, like other parties might be coming into their uh, pretty much their arena, right? And uh, and the thing is, is that Sony still has to uh, hold you know, hold uh, hold on to uh, what it has because you know we can't lose its identity. If nothing else, to uh, avoid the whole monopoly of collaboration because. If it gets big enough, the government is very strict when it comes to uh, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, as long as they pay their taxes, I don't really think the government's going to interfere with anything. It's been a while uh, since we've had a Jack Thompson or anything else like that. <laughs> Jack Thompson. You know, yeah, that is true. So Thompson, by the way. <laughs> right. So, yes, it's true. It could happen, but I think it's going to depend on how the next generation goes. Uh, and, you know, like, um, I, I think it's funny because when the Xbox 360 dropped, the PlayStation 3 dropped, um, they, were, they were combating for longevity of their systems. You know, like, it took how, how many years between 360 and the Xbox One and the PS3 and the PS4? And uh, yeah. they, were, they were competing for longevity. Like, like oh, my, my, my console is going to have more games and more, uh, more staying power than yours. And now here we are, well, two, not even two generations later, and it's already PlayStation Five, Xbox Seven Twenty, or Xbox Two, or yeah, whatever the Xbox next Xbox is be called. Yeah, it's all right around the corner, really. Generally, uh, generation cycles usually last for like five, six years, on average. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I that's that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm I'm thinking that Microsoft. Uh, play the hostage game with the online player base and the only one that rivals microsoft online player base is like steams you know what i mean yeah it's true my goodness steam <laughs> it, it cannot be denied it makes it, sense it, too yeah. base. and you know like uh what I, what i really find funny is uh how how right how right now um the the PC master race is seriously falling behind in the gaming industry due to their considerable cost to continue upgrading. And this is something you and I have talked about uh, previously uh, when we were all drunk around an iPhone shouting at it. Uh, we were talking about the idea that it really does get too expensive at one point. And oh, yes. Right you know, now. PC gaming is behind because of it. what do you what do you what do you think? I mean, do you think that's why, or do you think that it's just a it's just a market that's no longer viable? Uh, no, it's I th I believe it's very viable. And the thing is, is that I think it's more the frustration uh, with, you know, with the PC gaming is that it's not so much maybe they're behind because you know it's just that they have all this power that they don't need. I guess you could say because a lot of games these days. They, they think console first, you know, the companies who make these games, they think console first you know, and PC second, I mean and of course there's exceptions and of course you know, unless it's exclusive for PC, but that's generally how it is like for, I believe, Destiny 2 is still locked at uh, whatever frames per second it is, despite if you have it on PC I could be wrong, but 
I uh, believe that was the case. Yeah. Uh, right now, the whole PC, what they're all about is the whole Epic Store and them getting all the exclusives. And <laughs> look, I mean, I'm an all-around gamer, but I'm sorry, I can't feel anything for uh, for people who complain about the Epic Store because honestly, welcome to the console war. Yeah, really. Yeah, you get like uh, we fight for we fight for exclusivity. Uh, you guys are literally just fighting to have everything in one place. Yeah, and the Epic Store is not even you know you have to pay for it. all you do is just download something. But we want if if the console people want you know uh, you want to check out this other game that's exclusive to this other console, you actually have to buy the console. Actually, have to pay money. Yeah, like Days Gone. I, I really want to play that one. Um, I'm curious about God of War, but I'm not really too curious about it, you know? Uh, oh, yes. For me, the awesome prim- game, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, DJ spoiled himself and got an Xbox One and a uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm an all-around gamer. Like, I have them all. PlayStation, so, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, you know, high-end PC to play, whatever. So, you know, so, like, I don't want you all to think I'm biased or anything, because, like I said, I'm, I'm all around. I'm a, I'm a, I'm strictly a console peasant. Um, for me to for me to buy or invest in something, I need to see a return in my money for it. And uh, right now, I'm I'm on Xbox One X, and that's it. That's all I got. And that's all. That's all. That's all I have right now. Because it really, I'm looking at PlayStation, and PlayStation really doesn't have anything I really, really, really want to play. Like enough for me to buy a console. Like I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I've been itching at like a heroin addict to get at uh, the remake of Shadow of the Colossus, but Days Gone, everything else like that. I'm looking at it. I'm just like, eh, it's not really that good. Maybe The Last of Us Two will finally get me to move, but that's still a little bit out. But um, a DJ has a very rare opportunity right now to actually put it on put it on record, put it on air, uh, a wager I made back in high school about a certain game coming to a certain console. So why don't you let the people know? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my brother and I are massive, massive Legend of Zelda fans. And particularly Dead Man is yes. an old school Legend of Zelda fan. He, uh, the bet we made, because we were talking Legend of Zelda, and I asked him one uh, one day, have you ever played Link's Awakening? That's the first sequel to A Link to the Past for the Game Boy. And Dead Man said no. I forgot the exact reasoning, but I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was along the lines of uh, a, a Link to the Past deserves a true console sequel, not to be on a Game Boy. And it was announced not that long ago that Nintendo is going to be remaking a Link's, uh, Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. As far as I can tell right now, there is no uh, no, exact, no exact date. No, you can't pre-order. I mean, I, no, I tried. But the bet, the bet we had was if they ever brought a Link's Awakening to console, Dead Man would have to play it, regardless of what platform it was on. I would have to recognize it as a true sequel. That's what it was. I didn't recognize it as a true <laughs> sequel until it had a console release. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm one of those assholes that believes in the split timelines for Zelda. 
and the only uh, timeline really. And uh, that's one of the big, one's one of the biggest reasons we don't talk about Ocarina of Time, and we're not gonna. So, anyways, <laughs> you don't. I love that game, but whatever. Um, a uh, well, somebody a follow posited this question, and I'm kind of curious just to see your uh, your take on it. Uh, how many hours or how much time does someone have to spend uh, on a video game or on video games to be considered a gamer? Everybody had different answers from what I could see. I said, if you're working two hours a day, if you're not working four hours a day, what do you think? Uh, considered a gamer, hmm. I guess what all depends what level of gamer we're talking about because hardcore, shoot, we're talking days at a time. Yeah, we're talking but, shit bucket status here. You know, honestly, I, I guess first, like how many games you're like really interested in playing, and how much time you take to just sit down and play them. Really, if I honestly had to guess, like I guess for as a regular gamer. Perhaps maybe maybe you know two three hours you know a day perhaps like me if you have a, if I have a, if I, uh, excuse me if you have a nine to five job yeah you know obviously you can't play all day but you know just you know perhaps take a time like an hour or two maybe after work maybe to unwind or something like that you know you could be considered a gamer. Wait for the coke to kick in. <laughs> you know, uh, how much time you uh, in the weekends? Perhaps you know, maybe three, four hours. Uh, generally, that, that that's how I uh, feel. I mean, it's such a broad question. Well, I mean, like yeah, trying to trying to qualify anybody as anything that's not literally a professional with a degree is hard. But I just thought it was an interesting question. Uh, those who are listening to our show. Uh, leave a comment, or if you want to, if you want to email us, I'll set up an email. Uh, let us know your responses. I'm, I'm curious. I know DJ is. So let's move on to our next subject, which is movies. We love movies, and we like to talk about Endgame. But somebody who shall not be named hasn't watched it yet. That's right, Jim. What? Did, how, I, don't, I don't know. You haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's called Shifting the Blame. Jeez. Yeah, well, it don't work on me. <laughs> but no, see, you know, <laughs> I, I like, you know, sorry, folks, but I'm broke. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not exactly made of money. And to be told, I wasn't able to watch it yet, but I will as soon as I'm able to. But I've heard nothing but good things about it. Son of a bastard. Anyways. <laughs> So since we can't talk Endgame, which I'm dying to, we're going to talk about the next uh, buzzworthy thing. Everybody's watched it by now. Everybody's seen the memes. Everybody knows. So there's, this is a spoiler warning in case anybody wants it. I'm putting it out there nice and loud. Spoiler warning. DJ, say spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, Yeah. Yep, you can't have entertainment news without talking about this show at least once, especially this season. Yeah, so it is it is over, folks. There is no more Game of Thrones coming. They're going to have two off or three offshoot shows, and none of them are going to be Arya being a pirate king, which sucks dick. Uh, one of them is going to be, uh, I think, 
the prequel to How the Night King became the Night King. I yeah, don't see myself giving a fuck about that. Yeah, supposed to be like uh, Azura High, the Rise of Azura High, supposed to be uh, one show if they go, if it gets green lighted. Yeah. So, anyways, the one of the worst rated seasons in history of anything, and uh, DJ over here was actually severely pissed at the two writers. Um, he calls them dumb and dumber. I have no idea what the names are. Uh, not just me, really. I just got. I honestly, I got that name from so many people. I just uh, jump on the bandwagon. Um, but uh, what's uh, well, I guess what's funny to me is, uh, you know, we were talking, uh, him and I, and I was like, we got to save this for the podcast. And he was just on. A, he was just on a rant. He was on a tear. And I was like, look, man, when was the last time? We actually got a favorable ending out of an HBO show. I don't think it was Dumb and Dumber that did it. I think HBO executives came in and uh, realized that George R. R. Martin had pulled his support uh, for the show. I think they realized that uh, the company was like, all right, this is costing $45 million an episode to film. Red, it's time to wrap it the fuck up. And, uh, I, I just think that these two guys did the best they could with what they had. And we ended up with a very HBO heavy handed uh, season. And uh, so, yeah, let, like, let's talk about it. Like, when, when is the last time you saw a good HBO uh, end? Uh, the, the last HBO ending I've had that was, you know, decent to good was honestly six feet under. That was the only one I could honestly think in recent memory that actually had an ending that, you know what? I'm cool with that. That's good. But and, and even then, it was literally like a hand down. It was like, <laughs> you can't fuck this up. Like, we handed you this plot point. How how many, you know, how many times did we say this? This, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Oh, look, it happened. So... I don't know. I'm on, I'm on end with that one, but I mean, like, look at like the Sopranos, uh, Deadwood. You know what I mean? Oh yes, can't forget that ending, <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah, what ending? I mean, that that thing fell so flat on its face when they pulled the support for it that right now we're barely getting a movie uh, to tie it off, and it was like it's like what six, seven years later. Oh, they actually went going through with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody finally became available. They got the whole the whole original cast. They're all coming back for one final hurrah. Oh, that's good. Getting the whole Firefly Serenity treatment at least. Uh, yeah, uh, I watch Ozzy Man uh, reviews a lot, and he was satisfied with the ending to Game of Thrones. And I, I don't think there is a bigger fanboy or somebody whose life has been more affected uh, by Game of Thrones than Ozzy Man. And if he's good with the ending, I don't see any reason why anybody else shouldn't be. I mean, what's what's, what's your take on it? Uh, the season as a whole, or just the ending? Well, we'll we'll, we'll start with uh, we'll start with the ending, then go to the season. Uh, okay, the ending it was serviceable, but considering like. All the buildup, all the awesomeness. It was just, it just felt like serviceable to me is just not good enough. Because this is freaking Game of Thrones. Like, 
like literally like one of the TV shows, like, hey, I'm a fantasy nerd and I'm proud of it. And anyone who watched the show pretty much understood immediately why, if you're not into fantasy. Yeah. You know, and when you have a show like that, a show that literally becomes a pop culture phenomenon for obvious reasons, and you just get like, like I said, to me anyway, a like, okay, you know, a serviceable ending is like, you know, okay ending. It's like, no, it's just, it's just, it just leaves me feel unfulfilled. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure other people have other opinions, but that's just my take on that. So you just think they took you, you like you you agree with everybody else that say it was lazy writing. They took the easy way out. When it comes to the indie, yeah. Or am I am I misreading what you said? I won't say lazy writing, but I will say it's just one of those. It's an indie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happened. You know? you know, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like it's an ending. You know, you know. We, I guess we wrapped up as much as we could. You know, we can all, I guess, move on. Uh, I, 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 I liked the ending. I liked John uh, taking out uh, what's your name, Danny. I liked uh, Drogo uh, kind of melting the throne, kind of like one of those. Uh, well, this is the cause of all this misery. Fuck this thing. Uh, I do like the idea that they did literally trick fucking Grey Worm into just giving up John. You know, like, like <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be banished for life. He will never come back to the to the six kingdoms. He'll never come back to the seven kingdoms. Uh, Wintervale is independent. He'll never come back to the six kingdoms. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going back to the wall. Oh, no. I'm going to hang out with all my boys. Oh, no. Yeah. My wolf. That, you know, that was a highlight for me. You know, getting that pet <laughs> and him reuniting with a ghost. That was a highlight. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. I got that at least. <laughs> You're just happy he pet the dog, huh? Yeah. I uh, mean, that, I yeah, when he left, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. I know you didn't. <laughs> just breathe, DJ. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I don't know. As for the rest, of, as for the rest of season eight, I understand like the time constraints that were on. I understand why they were they did what they did, and I and, and I really do understand it. You know what I mean? Especially when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, the literal creator of the fucking show has pulled his support. Uh, we're out of money, and we're out of time. We need you to wrap this the fuck up now." So I, I I can understand I I really can and 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 another hard part about all of this is to draw, I I when I write I write a lot like George R R Martin so it it's an it's an unintended consequence of just how I piece my stories together and you know the lore and you know the character building and who dies and who lives so I understand you know how hard it is to step into. Uh, George R. R. Martin's shoes and try to make a story seem like like it's his. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I like I get it. I don't I don't hate the two writers. I think uh, I think they did what they could, and the rest of the season had to be literally you know just uh, hey story arc we gotta end that hey story arc we gotta end that hey another story arc we gotta end that hey Brianna Tarth gets laid. Anyways. <laughs> wow. 
And the only, the only thing that stood out was Brianna Tarv getting laid. Wow, like everything else, nothing. But we got to make sure to point that out. Uh, come on, then make sure the one night stand. Wow, really? Anyways, let's talk about some remakes because this is actually uh, a Watch Mojo. I think it was the video I watched last night uh, while getting blitz drunk. And then we're talking about some some horrible, horrible remakes that I just didn't fucking agree with. Like, uh, for instance, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the one that I really have beef with, but we'll get to the we'll we'll, we'll start with uh, uh, Carrie. You know, the remake from two thousand something. Give or take. I'll uh, I'll get this real quick. Uh, 2013 with Chloe Grace Moretz and Julianne Moore. They were saying that, oh, uh, you know, it's it's it lost everything that uh, made it original, and and I'm just like, no, it didn't. And in and in fact, uh, having the special effects to kind of build on, uh, like her powers and her prowess and all this other stuff and kind of like delve a little bit deeper into the idea that she might be a little bit more psycho than she lets on I think they did um, I don't want to say better but they definitely had more of a clear vision what they were doing in the in the new one rather than the old one I mean what do you, what do you think honestly I don't know why it exists I mean bad or good why is it even there because truth be told, the first one is such a classic. I mean, the first one is referenced even to this day. There's no reason for a remake at all when it comes to this kind of movie. Because the first one is just so ingrained within Americana. Right. With, like, Sissy Spacek and all that, I think it was. Uh, I mean, I... So I mean, so did you? Did you? Did do you think that the remake was, was was as horrible as everybody says it was, or do you think that you know it was serviceable? Uh, they just, uh, I don't know, they could have like retitled it or something. Uh, pretty much. It's uh, it it was all right. I don't think it was bad, bad, but like I say, it's just one of those we don't need you to exist. If anything, they, they probably should have like retitled it, or maybe it could have been like you know perhaps something else, perhaps another family member, you know, showing that these abilities is actually linked to blood or something. But a direct remake, eh? I mean, let's let's. Uh... Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, here's another one uh, that they were ragging on. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, the 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 twenty the twenty nineteen remake. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to what, see what they're going to do about it. Uh, there's a lot of people who say that it's just a, essentially a shot for shot remake, and uh, that there was almost no point to it except for changing Gage, the little boy, for the daughter. Uh, you know, I admit I do want to see the movie as well. If nothing else. Because of uh, updating the graphics, I mean, not the graphics, updating the special effects. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, you know, I'm still on video game mode. Uh, my apologies, folks. But uh, honestly, I do want to see, you know, upscaled, uh, you know, effects when it comes to this because Pet Cemetery, good stuff. And while the graphics were, uh, 
Fucking PC gamers, man. Oh, shut up. Anyway, but I do. I wouldn't mind a shot-for-shot remake of Pet Cemetery. I say I would like to see how the effects go because back in the day, the OG was really good. You know, for the time. Like, uh, what's his name? Kissing his uh, uh, pretty much undead lover. Yeah, and all that gunk just you know just (laughs) that was that was out of an eye sockets. That was gross, but right. I mean, I mean, we're 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 watching uh, we're watching the Watch Mojo right now in the background on silent, so that everybody knows we'll have a reference. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see this movie. I, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying it's awesome. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just curious about it, uh, especially since they're going to be dealing with more of the cult aspect from what it looks like from the trailers. Uh, what happens with the pet cemetery? Uh, versus the original one where it was a spooky Indian burial ground and Herman Munster just led you there. <laughs> oh, there was Herman Munster. So, yeah, true. Uh, let's see. Uh, then we got The Hitcher from 2007. I, that that just sucked. I don't think we need to talk about it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just... Yeah, we'll just, just there. Let's just move on. It. Yeah. Here's the one I have beef with. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. This was a good movie. This was a good fucking remake. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I, I really don't. This was a good remake. This was a, this was a good reboot to the series. I think uh, Jackie, the guy who plays Freddy, was awesome with it. I think, uh, I think the story was a little bit more believable had a little bit more clout to it you know it was a little bit grittier uh, i just think it was a good movie and uh what do, what do you think about it oh yes i believe it was a good movie too uh when the movie came out i was actually kind of surprised how many people were was dumping on it but i read a uh i'd rather i should say i watched a interview with uh robin england the original freddie right that he believes the remake the reason why the remake didn't do so well is because the original series, Nightmare on Elm Street, it was uh it still holds up to this day that pe- you know even kids, you know, nowadays are finding these movies and you know they thoroughly enjoy them. And I can understand his reasoning uh, for that. You know, because after all, I mean, if uh, if the original series is still holding up, that people are, you know, even new generations are finding these movies and they're still enjoying them, you know, why even bother with a remake? Well, I, I think one bother with the remake is because honestly, the 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 original is so dated, and while it does hold up, and it, and it does, it does hold up. Uh, there are a lot of things that are very, <laughs> very eighties about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I do like the uh, I do like the uh, the concept and the idea that in the remake they just called it. He was a child molester and he was a child killer because what's the best way to make sure that you don't have any evidence indeed and uh, a lot get of rid the body burn yeah, it get, yeah get rid of them and a lot of people had an issue with that but i'm like do you not remember the original story like the original story it was a lot more nuanced than this but i think at the same time 
I think that's why nobody got it was because it was so nuanced and it was so hidden within context of the story. Like in the original movie, uh, you have the mom, uh, Nancy's mom, uh, telling Nancy that, yeah, she, she was Freddie's favorite. And 10 years ago, uh, a, a judge got paid and he got fat and he was let free. So, yeah, when, uh, I did read him his rights. That was the, uh, you yes, know, that was the reason. Uh, yeah, they, they took it into their own hands and burned them. But that was 10 years ago. Nancy is 15, 16, arguably, in the movie when it begins. That would mean that Freddie was. Uh, accosting and molesting a five or a six year old it's there it's in plain fucking sight that he was a child molester he was just burned instead of uh you know uh uh you know just just uh oh well we think he kills children we know he kills children like no he he kills children and he's a pedo yeah um i think you know, back in the day when Wes Craven first, you know, made Nightmare on Elm Street, I think he just wanted people to pretty much put uh, fill in the blanks themselves instead of just just flat out blurting it out. It's like one of those, you know, here's the clues, and I guess a lot of people didn't get that. Yeah, and and that's kind of an, and and uh, honestly, uh, with this, I I think I have the best defense in the world is uh, you know Hengel. Uh, my friend Hengel. Uh, Hengel is a fucking nightmare on Elm Street historian. There is not a single goddamn thing he doesn't know about Nightmare on Elm Street. And he says he likes the remake. And he says that he likes uh, Jackie. He likes the way Freddy was portrayed. He likes the special effects. He likes the way the whole thing came about. So if that guy likes the remake... Nobody has dick to stand on. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, Robert England uh, likes the remake. Yeah, you know? he just disagreed with the premise of him being a pedo, which well, you know, least, he read his own least, fucking script. Or at least rather, obviously, being a pedo. Like, he literally just blurted out. I think that perhaps what he meant, really meant. Like, you know, he didn't want it to just be like, hey, he's a pedo. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't... Uh, yeah, this isn't uh, the devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll have to talk about that some other time because well, we, have us, we, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to that movie. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. So we also have uh, – and we'll, we'll, we'll do one more after this. This is Quarantine, uh, the American remake of the movie Record from Spain. Um, they kind of shit on this movie, and honestly, I don't blame them. Like, not in any sense at all. Record was such a, a creepy fucking movie. And all all what made it creepy. And I don't know. Have you seen Record? Uh, negative. All right. I'll have to get that to you somehow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty much people are trapped in a building, feeling infected or, you know, zombies, whatever you want to call them. And uh, the whole time, it, it's, it's a found footage film. It's filmed through a, a film crew. And uh, a lot of what happens on the set of record, uh, R-E-C, for those of you that open brackets, R-E-C, close brackets, in case you want to Google it. Uh, a lot of what happens on camera are genuine responses to what's happening because the director wanted to get 
actual takes of people and the way they react. So he didn't tell people what was going to happen. He told them their lines. He never told them their the context to the lines. So you see a lot of genuine fear and reaction and the camera going and people shouting. And it's all very, very real. And I just think it was awesome. Sounds incredible. I can't wait to see the original. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you somehow. And lastly, let's talk about uh, another one that you just recently rewatched. Let's talk about it. Do you really think? What do you really think about it? What does to be said? I love it. <laughs> Pun may or may not be intended, depending on your point of view. But it's. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a soundboard. I'm gonna get a fucking soundboard. I swear. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, like, walk me through this. Like, dude, uh, a lot of people were shitting on this movie, and I, I'm, I'm one of those assholes that defends remakes because I, I see it the same way I saw the Evil Dead remake. You know what I mean? Like, it was done with a passion, it was done with love, and it was done with a great care for the source material. So I liked it a lot. Uh yes, absolutely. Uh, same uh, same, uh, same with me. Uh, the thing is, like, unlike Carrie, which is like I said, it's just so solid in its foundation. I love the TV series. I have it on DVD. I I can watch it literally all day long with Tim Curry. He's awesome. But truth be told, this uh the remake movie. Honestly, I do feel that a remake was definitely called for. Uh, because the TV series. I mean, I, you know, I was a little kid when I watched it, so I, I got creeped out. But the TV series now is just fun. You know, it's fun. <laughs> I have a great time and I feel good after I watch it. But uh, when you read the books, there is some twisted stuff that happens in those books. Yeah, really twisted. Like, you know, it, when we're talking like, <laughs> you know, if you can avoid reading this book at night, do it. I mean, like, one of the first things they leave out of both movies is the gangbang. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> you haven't read the book. Uh, the Losers Club, at the at their end of their uh, battle with Pennywise, believe that they have to grow up to forget it. And the way Beverly posits that they should grow up is that uh, they should have sex. So... The rest of the Losers Club literally runs a train on Beverly. Yeah. And they're, so what, they let that out of the movie. 14 at the time? Yeah, I'm so glad they let that out of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to see that. That would that would have been a hard one to sell to, to any studio. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. So now yeah, we yeah. have It Chapter 2 coming out and like i i liked i loved it i loved who they got uh the uh bill skarsgård to replace uh well not replace this is apples to oranges so to uh play the role of pennywise i'll say that so now we're gonna watch uh the the it chapter two trailer and we're gonna comment over it while this goes and if everything works out well you guys should hear this too so here we go. Cross your fingers. Can I help you? I used to live here. That's not creepy at all. Won't you come in? It's the least I can do. 
Is it like you remember? Cleaner. Well, you feel free to look around while I get the water boiling. Your hair is winter fire. Yeah, that was cool. I like that they they brought that around from the book. Right? Completely normal. Good grief. Awesome news. Ah, that licks me. I do apologize. Ah, nice touch with the flies. It's all right. very hot here this time of year. It's fine. But you feel like you could just about die. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't. You know what they say about death. Hmm. No one who she dies does. forever really dies. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. Oh, look at Oh, that's creepy. Oh, oldlady.exe has crashed. Did she have a stroke? She's ah, ah. being back in Derry. All right, welcome back. It's kind of strange. Holy crap. Strange. Oh, my. Oh. Whoa. I that had old... some cookies in the oven Boutique. before you came. Stay right there. I shouldn't impose. I'm going to. No, no, no. no. I got, a, I got a date with a coke dealer I got to go to. Your photos are lovely, Miss Kirsch. Yeah, let's just admit that out loud. I don't know what the whole thing with cocaine with me today is. I don't know. $15 in his pocket. What did he do, Mrs. Kirsch? My father joined the circus. Ah, ah, oh, hey, no, stop it. No peaky. Holy crap. Oh, was she uh, naked? Yeah, she was naked. It's always daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? Oh. Give her a hug. It's me and the Losers Club has officially begun. Oh, oh. oh look, they got the Professor X. Why all that I love that ending. Like actually showing the deadlights and him grabbing it. Yeah. Ugh. Ah, it aches me. It aches me and I love it and I want it. Uh, <laughs> just... I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. We're keeping it honest on this podcast. Uh let's uh let's check out one more trailer. Have you seen this yet? Terminator Dark Fate. No, but I heard it. What better time to experience this trailer than with all our adoring public? All right, Sarah Connor has returned from far away, and she's gearing up with a team of agents who will fight against the T-1000. But our boy isn't coming back to do it. Tim Miller, I think, is a director of Deadpool, if I'm not correct. If I'm... Mm, maybe. I'm going to check that. Yeah, I'm going to... Let me, uh, let me let me fact check that. Uh, Deadpool, pool, dead. Uh, well, it's the name, right? Yeah, I was right. Tim Miller. So he directed Deadpool. Uh, we have 
are the one of the hottest babes to ever grace Hollywood still to this day Linda Hamilton she's back uh, Arnie is back to reply to reply reprise the role thank you fuck alright take a breath oh. too much drinking <laughs> let's do this two days ago I had this nice simple life no, it's a nightmare. Ah, oh, fuck, it's already got me with a vibe. Classic. I missed a Terminator 2. Oh, what is... A T-1000? That's the T1. What the fuck? He didn't make a clone of himself? Looks like it. Oh, damn. If we're not talking a lot during this trailer, it's because this is actually really fucking epic. Right? Ooh. Oh. I'll take care of him. I hope. <laughs> One rocket launcher, please. Who are you? Oh, James Cameron is returning My to name produce is Sarah it. Connor. I've seen one like oh, you. Almost human. I am human. Uh, you're huh. An upgraded version of that one human Terminator hybrid from the Terminator Salvation, dude? Because I was. Yeah. There. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. What is the budge on this? A lot. When we win by keeping you alive. How? Oh. Oh, you nasty. I'm going hunting. All right, I'm in. Don't give a fuck. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm Anything to, uh, what the bad taste of Genesis out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, Genesis was horrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, uh, God. Well, okay, let me see what time mark we're at. We'll we'll uh, move on to the last bit. Um, yeah, we can we can move on to the last bit. We'll we'll save some more trailers for next time. Uh, thanks for sticking in here with us, folks, and uh, thank you again for listening. Um, want to give a big shout out to all the support we've received from the magic squirrel network uh, thank you so much uh it means the world to us to actually have a platform to do this on and to uh actually have something to talk on yeah, so twisted in the wind yeah instead of just releasing our podcast into the ether and you know just being lost to the wind this is incredible and we are we are eternally grateful so let's um this is a segment i kind of wanted to do and uh, we're gonna 
We're gonna we're gonna look up the top one hundred songs. Uh or what's the what is the top the number one song this month or whatever. <laughs> the duck song. I I don't know what the hell that was. Did you see that? Very brilliant. <laughs> Billboard, you did it again. Hot one hundred Billboard chart. Uh the hot one hundred. Yeah, we're gonna go with this. <laughs> Old Town Road. Have you heard this? Oh, I think what? <laughs> yeah, we gotta do it. <sighs> All right. Uh, so that sounds so malicious when you say that. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't like country, and I really don't like uh, this new brand of hip hop. So, uh, great! I think this is awesome for country. I am a country fan, and I think this is awesome for country. It's about time we get some more recognition. There's more to country than inky breaky heart, people. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what's hilarious to me is uh, I know a lot of podcasters, and pretty much the common. Uh, thread with all of them is they want to get a black guy on their show and I love the idea that I'm starting a podcast with a black guy built in oh yes you're a real trendsetter I am I'm awesome so we have to fill in our token quota (laughs) (laughs) you know if this was a movie you'd live at least so here we go we're gonna (laughs) yeah right I said it. I said it. We're going to make fun of this as we go. I, I think this is the official video. Are they trying to, like, blazing saddles this? I think they are. That's a old school western. Whoa! Boss, I'm flabbergasted. Why we stop? When you see a black man on a horse going that fast, <laughs> he's still alive. Let him fly. You're right. That's the horse horse. Oh, my God. He said flabbergasted, but I don't think he knows what that means. Not, not like as an insult to a black guy, but honestly, it's just one of those Ooh. words. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> It should be fine. We'll settle in here for the night. I don't know, man. Last time I was here, they weren't too welcoming outsiders. Yeah, you're with me this time. Everything's gonna be all right. How many? How many bullets does that double barrel have? All right, did he even turn the corner to shoot at him? Nice. Okay. <sighs> well, don't need my cocaine. No. <laughs> that reminds me of a uh, Jane Silent Bob or uh, Dogma. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Don't just fall out of the sky. <laughs> Smash. Uh, Big titty yeah, beautiful women don't just fall out of the sky. <laughs> I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my oh, 
music. Got to the fucking music. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boots black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that porch now. Ain't nobody tell me nothing. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm <laughs> or I just took a picture. You can't believe this. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my blood. Yeah, it's like back in 91. You can't I don't know, man. Okay, you got me. It's all good. You cheated, though. That horse got like a V12, but I ain't even worried about it. I just hit a flock and I'm up. Uh, I seen you before. You from Compton, right? Huh? I'm sorry. Hey, Quan, get the children off the animal, please. That's his property. We don't we do not do that. You know what I mean? I apologize. <laughs> you have a good day. Get off all right, you know what? The sense of humor this is taking is, is, is killing me. It's pretty good. I don't think that outfit works for me. What was that? I don't think that outfit works for Billy Ray. I don't think it does either. Bag of money. <laughs> he still has a bag of money. And now I get to Anyway. Bingo! <laughs> Hat down, cross town, living like a rock star. Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings, and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all. Okay, like, I, like I, <laughs> I have to give it to them, right? Like, I have to give it to them. Like, um, just <laughs> the humor that they're taking with this, where they could have taken it, you know what I mean? Like, where they could have been like, oh, this is a really serious song. And you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to make this, you know, whatever, whatever. For them to take this sense of humor with it and kind of, you know, make fun of themselves. Like, I'm I'm appreciating it. I really am. Absolutely. I never thought I'd say that. I love it. The, uh, you know, it, it's definitely one of those, let's just have fun. Screw everything else. Let's just have fun and put it out there. I love that. And I like, and I love the groove they have to this, uh, to the song. Right. All right. Let's. Uh, we only got. We only got a minute left on this thing. Let's. Let's just finish it out. Why not? So is it? Never. Oh, no. do we want to hear Chris Rock make puns? You know, I want to. I'm sorry, me. I thought that guy dropped <laughs> off the face of the earth. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Seen nothing that fast in my life. Never. Gone, gone. Right. Faster than a speeding bullet. Faster than a speeding bullet. 
with grease on it. With grease on it. Hair grease. Hair grease. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Well, that just happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back. Uh, I don't think you ever left. All right, so let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. Uh, it, this has been awesome. This has, has been a lot of fun. I think... Uh, I hope everybody could hear the audio. If not, I'm going to feel really fucking stupid after spending so much time working on it. Um, uh, but let's uh, let's shout out a couple of people here. Um, I hope we are part of the Magic Squirrel Network. We owe a lot of thanks to them, like I said before. Uh, my own very personal uh, Playboy Bunny, Juice in the Morning has his own podcast named juice in the morning go check him out the guy is one of the best interviewers uh i know of like the guy asks some serious questions and it's pretty awesome um also van damage jean claude and oh yeah dig it like um and and of course pointless discussions uh we hope to be in contact with all these folks pretty soon hopefully be on their shows this has been a lot of fun so anything you want to say Thanks for having us. We hope we all hope you enjoyed our antics and we will see you next time. That's 20% right. more nudity. 20%. At least 20%. All right. Say good night, DJ. Good night, DJ. Stay tuned, folks.